Welcome to the world of critical care. Today, I wanted to take a brief divergence from our series on blood products to talk about an interesting conversation I recently had with a new grad nurse in the ICU. It was their first week. After a good day of of training this nurse, they pulled me aside at the end of the day and said, hey, what can I do to get the most out of my training when I'm paired with somebody who seems like they don't really want to be training me as a new nurse? And I thought that was a really good question because I think anyone who's had any time in critical care, and, and I think this transcends just critical care, I think this is nursing as a whole, there are going to be days where you're new in nursing and you're going to have a preceptor, so the person who's training you, either one, not be very good at the job, B, just be having an off day, they're tired, they're worn out, or they've been asked to precept and train, but they don't really want to. And so the question is, how can you, as that new nurse, gain the most from that person? And I think in many ways, it's important being the new nurse to take just as much responsibility for your training as it is important for the managers, the education directors, and the preceptors to take responsibility of training the new nurses. And so as this person asked me that question, a few things popped to mind that I think could really help the new nurses as they kind of move into the world of critical care. But again, this transcends critical care. First and foremost, I think it's really helpful to establish with the preceptor that you would like feedback, that you want to know how you're doing, what their perception of you is, that you're willing to hear criticism, that you're willing to accept it, consider it, and then start to try to make some changes or start to move forwards. And I think often as a preceptor, it's hard because you spend a lot of time together with the person you're training. Like I know like you'll spend 12 hours together. And so conflict can be, can be hard. And I know as a, as a preceptor, I don't like conflict. I honestly do try to avoid it, but I have to consciously tell myself, no, 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 no. Like if we see an issue, like you need to start addressing it. Cause if you can do that early, we can eliminate those habits. We can change those, those work habits that we start to develop. And I think in many ways, that helps develop a much more open communication line where the preceptor is more willing to communicate with, with you because you're, you're willing to say, hey, look, like I would like your feedback. I value your feedback. And I think then as a preceptor, you go, oh, okay, like this person values what I have to say. And I think it can decrease the tension. It can increase the relationship there. And I think ultimately it really helps in developing more of that educational mindset that we're shooting for, in, especially in the critical care world. I think one of the other things to ask for is if the preceptor that you're with is not giving you clear goals, ask for clear goals. Ask, say, hey, look, like today, what are three things I can focus on? You know, I'm two and a half weeks in. What are two to three things you think I should work on today? Another thing I'd ask for is goals every couple of hours. So say, hey, look, it's 7.30 in the morning, what do you think I need to get done in the next two hours? What should be my focus? I think that can be extremely helpful. So if you have a preceptor who's not 
really engaging or not providing these clear goals? These are great questions to ask. I think, too, then it's great because after two, three hours in, you can say, okay, from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, like, what would you focus on? What should I do? What should be my task list? And then it gives you something to think about as you finish your day. You can kind of reflect back on that. Then again, going back to the first point, you can say, hey, like, what's your feedback on how this day went? And those are ways that you can, again, just help structure your day if the person training you is not providing the structure that you need. I think another thing you can do is take some self-initiative. And this is something that I personally did for really the first two years in the ICU. And I, I mean, I still do this all the time. But something I encourage new nurses on training is every shift, write down two medications that you don't know. Write down two health conditions, procedures, or something else that you've encountered that day. Write two of those down. And then when you get home, spend just 20 minutes looking over those medications, the indications, the pharmacology behind them, dosing, etc. Same thing for the health conditions. Let's say you've got a patient with like sarcoidosis. And you're like, oh man, I can't remember what that is. Go home, look it up, consider it. What are the treatments for it? What, you know, what are our outcomes? I think if you consistently do that, it helps reinforce what you're doing in the day, but it really builds that knowledge base. And sometimes that can happen just at the bedside. That's something I really encourage new nurses to do. When you're giving a medication and you see it and you go, oh, man, what is this med? Go go pull it up. I know in like our charting system, we can instantly click on a med and have a link to Lexicomp. And right there, we've got everything that we would need to know to understand the medication. I think that is massively beneficial to help build that foundational knowledge. And you can do that on your own without any input from your preceptor. I think another question is to ask or another thing you can do is ask questions to the people around you outside of your preceptor. So again, if you have a preceptor who's just not super engaging, they're not, they're not giving you lots of information, I think you can look to the people around you, ask questions. Most people like to be asked questions, especially people who enjoy their jobs. They're usually very giving in terms of, 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 of helping you understand why they're doing what they're doing. So that's respiratory therapists. Those are people who I have greatly benefited from over the years. In particular, your RTs who've been doing it a really long time. Ask about vent mode. Say, hey, why are we doing this vent mode? Could you walk me through what I'm seeing on the ventilator? What is this ventilator like? Like, why is this ventilator different from this other ventilator? We can talk about, hey, we just made a change in our ventilator settings based on our, our blood gas. Why'd you do that? We can, all of those things, I think, ask them, take ownership of your entire room. And whenever someone comes in, you know, your respiratory therapist talking about things, say, hey, why are we doing that? Or you see a pharmacist in rounds and they're, and they're talking about antibiotic dosing. Ask the pharmacist, say, hey, like, why are we doing this antibiotic versus the other one? They typically love to talk about it. I think another resource is, is your ICU physicians, though they can be pretty busy. I think some in rounds, they really do love teaching. And it's a great place to ask questions. If if you have a question and they've been talking about it and you say, hey, like, just ask, why did we do this today? And most of them really are very willing to talk through why they're doing what they're doing. So never be afraid to ask those questions. 
I think too, if you see senior nurses around you who you've interacted with and you've just developed a little bit of a relationship with them, again, if you see something interesting going on in their ICU room and you've got it, you've got some downtime, just poke your head in and say, hey, like, do you have five minutes just to explain your day, what's going on in this room and why you've been doing what you've been doing? And again, that's a great way, one, to build a little bit of a relationship with people. I think it's also a great way to learn something in just a short, quick setting. And who knows, that person may train you or precept you later down the road and you've started to build some foundations. I think it's hard because, again, you got to kind of put yourself out there a little bit. But those are some of the ways you can really help have a positive impact on the culture, but also really gain as much experience as you can. Another thing that I, I really like to do is ask your preceptor to introduce you to people. So that's something that's important because many times, you know, turnover in nursing is pretty high right now. And so, you know, the, the doctors, the advanced practice providers, your RTs, they typically see so many nurses coming in and out of units that sometimes you just get kind of missed. And so ask your preceptor to introduce you to the doctors, to the advanced practice providers, to the pharmacists, to the RTs, to the other nurses on the unit. That's something to consistently ask, and I think it can be really helpful. Another thing to always ask is why. And so often nurses can be very good at explaining the policy, like we're going to do this. They're good at explaining tasks. They can explain, okay, we're going to do this, then this, then this. We're going to do this dose. We're going to go up by this amount on this medication. But the really important part is, well, why are you doing that? And many times, I think what really distinguishes okay preceptors from phenomenal preceptors is, is the emphasis on the why, not just the what. And so if you have a preceptor who's maybe not fully going into the why, ask why. Ask them, say, hey, look, like, I noticed you saw this patient and then you went and did this. Then you went and did that. Well, why did you do that? Or, hey, ask, we've just got report on both these patients. What are you thinking right now? Like, how are you planning your day out? What would be your thought process? If you see them change a bunch of medications on the IV pump, say, hey, why did we do this, this, and this? The important part here is to understand the why behind how nurses structure their days, and especially your really senior nurses the, the, that are precepting. Really ask why they're doing what they're doing. And that's a way, if you have a preceptor who's a little more passive, they're maybe a little less verbal, it's a great way to help get the most out of that experience because you can guide that process. Now, another thing that can be a problem is sort of more of my personality. I think I can sometimes dump too much onto people. I love teaching. I, it's a passion of mine. I love explaining, but what can happen sometimes, and I found myself doing this, is it's truly a fire hydrant. It's just an overwhelming amount of information, and I can tell it's too much. Now, many times the problem is it's too much talking, like eight hours in, I realize it. And so another thing is if you as a student feel like you are getting way too much information or you're on week three and a preceptor says, hey, here's 20 goals for the day, or you're on week two and they say, hey, I want you to do all charting on this patient, those can be almost insurmountable. And it's fully appropriate to say, hey, can I have a break 
from all the teaching and just focus on a couple tasks and say, hey, look, like I really appreciate learning all this, but I can only handle X amount. That honestly, I love hearing that as a preceptor because then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm talking way too much. And it and it reminds me what stage we're at. Or it also helps me because if I might provide five goals I want them to do, but they say, hey, look, like I can really only do three. That's really helpful for me because that helps me understand where you're at as a new nurse. And I think that's where it's really important to establish that kind of relationship in the ICU world. So those are some of the things I really would encourage people to do as they're moving into critical care. I know that we're kind of moving into a season where we're about to have people graduating school here in the spring and moving into our ICUs. And conversely, we tend to have a lot of senior nurses this time of year moving out of critical care as they move on into, you know, whether it be CRNA school or NP school and et cetera. And and so I think it's really valuable to remember these things as preceptors.